Monday, April 13th, 2020. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I'm Broadway star's James Marino. James, we want to start today's episode with an update on Tony nominee Nick Cordero. Over the weekend, his wife Amanda gave a couple of updates. First thing on, um, I guess it was Saturday or Friday, late Friday night, early Saturday morning, she posted uh, something on Instagram that said, all prayer warriors right now, please. Nick's condition got very bad. Please pray, pray, pray. Then on Sunday night, she posted something uh, and said that she had been on a call with him, a FaceTime call. The nurse was holding up the uh, the phone and she started singing Elvis's uh, version of Lot of Livin' to Do, which is a different song from uh, from Bye Bye Birdie, I believe, um, as you're hearing it right now. Um, but said that his heart rate went up, which is something that they had been worried about. And so she asked everybody on social media to play that song at uh, at 3 p.m. Pacific time where she is 6 p.m. Eastern time on Sunday night. Obviously, this is coming later than that, but we wanted to get into that spirit as well. Over the weekend, she said that there had been some additional complications. Um, Nick was having some uh, the medication and being on the ventilator and everything had been messing up with his heart rhythms. So they put him on some more medication, but that medication had had kind of stopped blood flow to one of his legs. Um, so they had to have emergency surgery on that. He got through the surgery, which was a, a big deal. Um, he's also having some uh, organ issues. So they put him on dialysis. Um, but apparently he got through the surgery, which is a big deal. So hopefully um, by the time we come tomorrow, we'll have a, an even better update for you on the condition of Nick Cordero. We're all pulling for, pulling for Nick. Um, it, it's been an incredible uh, global team that is is pulling for Nick. I'm, I'm seeing this from all corners uh, of all different Facebook and Twitter and text messages and everything. Uh, so everybody, Nick, we're all pulling for you. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's move into the uh, first topic of the day, the COVID-19 theatrical impact. Well, James, this first story has so many uh, rises and falls. I'm not sure what is exactly going on. But over the weekend, according to The New York Times, the one night only benefit uh, streaming of the celebrating 25 magical years of Disney on Broadway concert, which was supposed to be raising money for Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS uh, on Monday night was canceled. Michael Paulson reported two major labor unions, the Actors Equity Association and SAG-AFTRA, had agreed to allow the streaming of the concert without fees. But the American Federation of Musicians, which was the union for musicians who played in the concert, um, they did not agree to it. They have been focused on winning greater compensation for stream concerts in recent years, and they apparently drew a line in the sand. That came on Saturday. However, we got a little bit more clarity on Sunday because every single member of the orchestra that played for that concert signed a petition at change.org encouraging their own union to allow this concert to be streamed. It was also signed by their local president, local 802 president, Adam Krauthammer. Um, and they had uh, posted this, this on social media. They've been asking many other people to sign it as well. The, Request from the musicians reads in part, quote, 
We find ourselves in a world that has been changed radically in just a few weeks by a terrible disease that isolates us and has changed everyone's lives. In such a time, we must all come together for the common good. As musicians, we have lost the opportunity to perform publicly, but this use of our recorded performance could have been a great tool to raise funds for people in our community that are in need. It would serve to show the world the value of live music and could also serve as an inspiration to young musicians everywhere, in addition to being both entertaining and uplifting to audiences around the world in this troubled time. Now, what's interesting about this, James, some different reports came out over the weekend um, in which uh, Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS um, in their initial statement did acknowledge that they had uh, agreed to give the uh, um, the musicians union $50,000 this year for musician assistance programs and offered to give them another $25,000 to a musician's emergency fund. But that offer had, in fact, been refused. So we've seen a lot of issues with uh, this musicians union and local 802 in general. We had the thing where the uh, music director and orchestrator for Be More Chill had to leave the show's pit because they have rules against orchestrators playing in the the band. There's been a lot of issues, but this time at least it seems 802 is trying to buck what their national organization is is sending down for them. Yeah, uh, <laughs> this is insane. Um, it's such a bad look for the the national uh, AFM union, especially when the local is uh, di- diametrically opposed to them, and all the people that actually played in the pit on November fourth, two thousand nineteen, <laughs> at the uh, Disney uh, celebration, which was originally a fundraiser for Broadway Cares Equity Fights mm-hmm. AIDS, and they were paid for that. They were the only ones paid, but. They were paid for that then, and they want to get paid again. So it's a very odd thing. I I, I can't imagine that this doesn't end with an apology and the show goes on, but wow. Yeah, just a very, very bad look. Tone deaf and really is kind of, in my opinion, I'm, we have been very open over the years, James. We are very pro-union, getting everything they can for their members. But this is a situation where you have to – look at the bigger picture and see what you're trying to do. It's just a very bad look and kind of spitting in the face of all the people that this could have helped. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, something. So we have a new study that estimates at least $4.5 billion in pandemic losses for the arts sector. Yeah, James, this is not good. According to a new survey from Americans for the Arts, the arts sector in the United States has lost an estimated $4.5 billion to the current uh, coronavirus pandemic. After surveying over 11,000 arts organizations from all 50 states, from small volunteer-led groups to nonprofits to commercial organizations, an average loss of approximately $38,000 was reported in the first three weeks of the mass shutdowns. 94% of respondents have reported canceled events, 23% have reported staff reductions, and 43% predict future staff cuttings. Two-thirds of the organization's survey for foresee a severe or extremely severe impact on operations. Um, Obviously, the $4.5 billion estimate is very speculative, and it's extrapolated from the national totals from what they found. But 
the longer James that we hear this could potentially be going on, I've said on here that I think at least from the Broadway perspective, um, the shutdown, I would guess probably Labor Day out in the regional theater perspectives. And obviously this isn't just theater. This is everything. But um, it's going to depend on each of the municipalities and what the uh, local governments and health officials say. Uh, there before they can open up, but it's a a very bad situation, and this is why the government needs to do something. Um, anybody who can, um, the contributions you can make to the arts organizations in your area would be much appreciated here. Um, it's something that needs to be done with a clear head. And I don't know that we are having anybody in leadership across the country, James, do that just yet, unlike what we've seen from a lot of other countries. But um, one other thing I want to mention that kind of it kind of ties into this. We had mentioned the story um, a, a couple of weeks ago um, about customers across the country having delayed ticket payments from brown paper tickets. Um, this continues to go on. Many customers have received notices from the company requesting that they not deposit checks because of this situations. Um, according to MPR News, MPR News, almost a month after those initial reports came out, many customers still have not been paid. Um, one theater explains that he has still owed $12,000 from a recent production. He said, quote, I have actors who are willing to forego their fees to make sure that our theater doesn't go under. But I also have, on the other hand of that spectrum, I have musicians, shocking, and other actors who are counting on the money because, you know, rent has come and gone being due on the first. So Brown Paper Tickets has declined to speak on this after their initial publication, James. Um, and, you know, I think the first inclination is to think of Brown Paper Tickets as a villain here, but they're an, an arts organization that is also suffering because of this. Obviously, their books were not as um, in check as they should have been. But this is another very big organization that is being hit very hard uh, by the pandemic. And it's trickling down to even smaller organizations that rely on them. You said that was MPR, like Mexico Papa Romeo. Yes, that yeah. is correct. Okay. This is uh, MPR News, which I believe is in, let me see here, Minnesota. It's Minnesota Public Radio. Oh, okay. So it's sort of like NPR, but just yeah. The, yeah. The, local <laughs> okay. the local version. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, you know, what are we going to do about the, uh, the, the big losses to the arts sector? I, I'm looking to Canada to save us, you know? I mean, I, I'm looking for them to just march down across their southern border and take us over. Just just this is fine. <laughs> We're, we wouldn't be ready for it. We wouldn't be looking for it. Just come down and annex the contiguous United States. Um, take Alaska and Hawaii, too. Obviously, Alaska's right there. Just take us over. I'm fine with it at this point. Would Garth Trubinsky become the new Broadway League president? <laughs> he would be allowed to come to New York and produce shows on Broadway without being arrested. So uh, maybe. All right, let's move forward into the theatrical response to the closure. All right, we have a ton of new things I want to talk about in terms of streaming and also some things on television. First up, tonight, Monday, April 13th at 8 p.m., a slew of talented folks will be entertaining you from their homes in the first ever live stream version of Jim Caruso's cast party. Along with Jim Caruso, he will be uh, having performances from Melissa Manchester, Jessica Vosk, Julie Halston, and more Billy Stritch will be uh, the music director. This will be a now weekly event taking over uh, Jim Caruso's normal cast party. They're actually calling it Jim Caruso's pajama cast party. So good for them. 
Next up, James, it was announced last week that George Salazar will be bringing a new weekly talk show telethon to YouTube every Sunday at 5 p.m. called Mm -hmm. Sundays on the Couch with George. (laughs) Um, Very good. Um, It will look to raise money each week for a different organization hit by the pandemic. George will sit down with a different special guest for traditional Q&A segments, non-traditional and hilarious game segments, and the occasional musical performance. Throughout the show, viewers can make ten dollar donations via a gofundme link set up for a uh, for a charity of the guests choosing so very cool uh, just finding people are finding ways to be creative and to do good while confined to their homes which is fantastic and then also james moving from the little screens that we either carry on our phones or on our computers to the actual television it was announced uh last friday i believe that abc will be airing the disney family sing-along on this thursday april 16th at 8 p.m on abc there will be a ton of stars big folks like christina aguilera michael buble um little big town donny osmond uh both of the huffs but there's some theater folks in there as well Kristen chenowitz josh gad um, uh, um, Jordan Fisher, uh, Kenny Ortega, a ton of other stuff, uh, a ton of other people in there performing as well, doing different songs from the Disney catalog. So that should be a lot of fun. So if you have kids trying to figure out what something is that they can do, this might be something you want to DVR, whether they're in bed or not. Hey, let me ask you a question. Yes. Uh, tangential to this, it's not about the ABC sing along, but I, I. I was, uh, I, I lost track of a thread. Some sort of there was going to be a Hamilton sing along, and then it. Oh, wasn't official God. and it didn't happen, but Lynn's trying to make it happen. Do you what do you know anything about it? I know more than I should, and I don't <laughs> know how much of this I can say on the air. Let me just say this. Okay. If if you saw the thing that Lynn and the cast did on yeah, John Krasinski's Some yeah. Good News, that was not the original plan for what that video was to be used for. I'll just say that. Okay. Uh, And I'll say if you notice some of the people after the song is over who are talking to the girl, specifically uh, Jasmine Cephas Jones, you will notice they are in front of different backgrounds than they are in that video. So I'm just saying that despite all of the hoopla and people saying that this was never something, this was just a rumor that was not true. There's a reason they tweeted it and it got pulled back very, very quickly because they found a better home for it. So I have said too much. Let's move on, James. Um, <laughs> in, so you, you ask me these questions and I say I can't say them and then I tell you everything. That's not a good good look for me. But whatever. It's a quarantine. Either mm. carb, carbs and tea do not count during quarantine. I have eaten 22 times today and slept 13 times and it's still today. Yes, and it'll still be today in yeah. three weeks. Um, all right, let's move over to the New York Times real quick. Elizabeth Vincentelli put together another list of theater that is happening online, everything from Broadway HD to um, here, the Off Off Broadway uh, company, to a bunch of stuff around the country, to also uh, PBS opening up their archives um, and uh, a bunch of other stuff. The German uh, German theater is Shakespeare's Globe. Seth Rudetsky and James Wesley stars in the house. Another great list of things with details. There's a bunch of these. I'm going to keep shouting them out because there's just so much good stuff. But here's something, James, that got under my craw. Peter Marks from the Washington Post. Oh, yeah. I saw this. Oh, yeah. I'm not happy. Um, he posted an article, and I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't read it. Here's why, because it's a paywall and I'm not subscribing to the Washington Post. But the tweet that went with it is 
As margarine is to butter, theater online comes across as an artificial substitute with less flavor. Um, and there's been a lot of con com commentary about this, James, over the weekend. Um, I've read a lot of it because it's on theater Twitter. It's almost impossible um, to avoid. But I'm just going to say I tweeted about this. Um, it reeks of of elitism and privilege and, and all of that stuff that people far more eloquent than I um, have talked about. So I'm just going to say I tweeted something out about a three day immersive interactive theatrical experience that I had last week via six phone calls in a series of text messages. This is real. Um, over the last week, I spent three days doing an event with Candle House Collective in which um, I did something called a leap of their leap of faith program. This is a group that actually this is how they normally operate via phone and text messages. They are bringing back a lot of their previous works because of everything that's going on in the world. It was amazing. I had three different experiences, um, like three different stories, which are part of their normal offerings. Um, it, I don't want to spoil it. I'm not going to give you a lot of details about what it is, but it was moving. It was funny. It was thrilling. It was uh, emotional. Um, I looked they are completely sold out for this next week. But Candle House Collective, I'll have a link in the show notes. If this sounds something that is interesting to you, I would highly, highly recommend it. Then also um, over the weekend, I watched Playbill's stream of um, uh, Bandstand. Mm -hmm. And apparently Playbill, according to Elizabeth, Elizabeth Vincentelli's uh, article in The New York Times, this is something that they're going to be doing every Friday. They're going to have a new show available for a week. I would highly recommend watching Bandstand. I have seen it. I saw it uh, in the Fathom events. I still just sobbed at multiple times um, in, in, uh, in the show. So if you haven't seen it, even if you have, I highly recommend it. It's a beautiful show, and I just keep shaking my head as to how – it got so overlooked in 2017. I, I know that was Dear Evan Hansen and, um, and great comment and stuff, but it's a really great show with some phenomenal performances from Corey Cotton, Laura Osnes, um, really elevating their game as far as I'm concerned. So despite what Mr. Marks says, there is great stuff out there and you have to make some allowances for the fact that they are all figuring these technologies and things out on the fly. But if you expect it to be perfect, you are not really understanding what theater is. And I love their, these artists ability to adapt. Um, so good for them and poo poo on elitists, uh, looking their nose down at people trying to do things during this time. Well, I mean, you have multi-million dollar operations like ABC news and CNN and things like that, that are, are having people remote in, you know, from Skype on their phone. And it's a, it's a technology train wreck with images freezing and sound dropping out and everything like this. I think everybody's going through this no matter what's, what's happening. And, and for the most part, a lot of it is really good. It's great. I, I mean, mean, yeah, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, you know, some of the big ones out there, Saturday Night Live – they are stumbling yeah. through because I watched it and okay, let's support Saturday Night Live. But it was kind of like, well, I didn't watch it. It was fifty minutes of ooh, <laughs> and uh, and Bill Maher, real time with Bill Maher is trying to do this well, as well. And there's there's your problem trying to watch Bill Maher. That's, that's <laughs> the point. Shouldn't be watching Bill Maher. So I mean, people that have been 
doing a lot, you know, these things with very big budgets are feeling the same pain as as uh, others that are stumbling through. And, uh, you know, it's all it's all a learning curve right now. Yeah. Enjoy what you enjoy. If you want to get out there and do something creative, do it. Who cares if it's perfect? Um, just do something that makes you happy and makes other people happy. That's all we can ask for during this time. All right. Well, let's get some feel good recommendations. Okay, well, you already heard my recommendations about Candle House Collective and Playbill, um, or Playbill's uh, bandstand thing. The next one, James, I'm going to tell you, I have not listened to this, but there's a reason. Um, last week, um, Andrew Lippa posted <laughs> Kristen Chenoweth singing a new song called Little Pieces from his proposed, not yet authorized, <laughs> not yet uh, endorsed, uh, but his proposed musical based on the Netflix uh, docu-series Tiger King. Now, I have not listened to this because over at True Crime Obsessed, we are starting to uh, do Tiger King on our Patreon, and I haven't watched it yet. So I'll be watching an episode a week for the next seven freaking weeks. Um, but I don't want to be spoiled, so I figured I would just wait and keep this song in my back pocket until we're done with the series. Then we have another thing um, coming to you. It's a new music video for Georgia Stitt's new song called Stop. Um, it is a song performed by Sutton Foster, but there are a ton of stars featured in the video, including uh, Laura Benanti, Joshua Henry, and my favorite, Anna Kendrick. So check that out. Uh, then we also have uh, – this is fantastic. I'm super excited to watch this, James. Um, last week – um, Dave Malloy released one of his early musicals, uh, Beardo, uh, on Vimeo. You can watch it for two weeks. I believe um, you can watch it like through the 24th, I believe, is the date for that. It's a great, um, very nice, high-quality video. I've only skimmed through it a little bit. Um, but Beardo by Dave Malloy is now available on Vimeo. We'll have a link in the show notes. And then finally, James, the thing that warms your heart, apparently on – Thursday night, late Thursday, or it was at seven o'clock on Thursday night during the hour in which a bunch of New Yorkers lean out their windows and celebrate and cheer on the healthcare workers, um, essential workers, the food delivery people, grocery store folks, stuff like that. Brian Stokes Mitchell, who uh, announced last week as well that he was 100% recovered from his bout with coronavirus, leaned out his balcony window on looks like the fourth or fifth floor and sang the impossible dream. And this was captured by a guy who lives across the – not even across the street, like Caddy Corner across an intersection. And Stokes' baritone, rich voice is just booming and people are listening. And when he's done, they just throw up a thunderous round of applause. It's really, really cool and really fantastic, especially because we know what Stokes uh, has been going through. And if that doesn't warm your heart and bring a tear to your eye, I don't know what will. Well, I'm just hoping that – Nick Codera can join him in the next couple of weeks. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. All right, Matt, why don't you get us out of here? All right, thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for kicking off your week with us, and uh, we have a lot of things in store for you coming this week. So come on back tomorrow, and we'll uh, keep you entertained. We'll talk to you soon. I don't know what to do with that air.